Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it is always a great adventure discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. My name is Josh. That's my dad, Stan. Good afternoon, everybody. And silent partner Mike is here, man in the knobs at Mission Control. And today we are going to look at a few things that you should be looking for in a communications minister or a communications pastor. We were having a little bit of discussion before we actually came on to record uh, this episode. And I think kind of depending on the framework of your church, how your church is structured, or even the position and the responsibilities of the position itself, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to kind of depend on whether you deem that person a pastor or a minister or even that person's ministry experience. Agreed. So sort of what to look for on the resume kind of thing. That's what, that's what I'm really going for here with this. Yeah. And, uh, some of you may just, you know, aren't, you aren't ready to take that big deep plunge of paying for this, but you're trying to find somebody. Yeah. Even even just a volunteer volunteer to help you, but that volunteer may be 19 years old, 18 years old, Mm -hmm. Uh, 22 years old and not ready to be considered a pastor or minister, you're still discipling them into some of that process. Right. And this actually be a good way to break them into some of the church world and get their brain thinking in church life and church values and, and uh, the values of discipleship and those yeah. kind of things. Now, so. now I am, I will say at the outset of all this, some of the things that we're going to be going through here um, in this list apply a lot more to a communications, a seasoned or at least educated or yeah, somebody, somebody that's well, that's trained. Right. So, who, so that's why I'm using the word minister or pastor. I just want to, I just want to note that at the beginning of this episode. Right. So um, your volunteer should have some training anyway, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. He should, should, should have some experience. Um, but if you're, if you're young in it, you're still getting your feet wet and you know, we've all been there. I've been mm-hmm. there. I was there. Mm-hmm. So still am. <laughs> right. Right. So we're, we're wanting to help you understand how to. What are some of the things you want to look for uh, to bring the right person alongside mm-hmm. you? And you had a couple of thoughts here. We're going to list for you. Number one, I like this one a lot. You have to have a. The person needs to have a love for God. Very important. Love for the local church. Yep. And a love for people. That may be the hard part to find. Right. So right. love, love God, <laughs> love the church, and I love the people. Right. In, in the church. Exactly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uh, it sounds pretty simple. It sounds pretty. Uh, it's kind of like a duh moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You feel like it should be. But <laughs> yeah, there are communications guys. There are guys really good at social media mm-hmm. and and building websites or um, 
are designing graphics and all that who are so nerdy, internal, mm-hmm. uh, never going to leave the house, Just can't talk to a stranger, out of, out of touch with afraid reality. to talk to somebody. Right. Yeah, they're not going to help you. Uh, yeah. And they're, they're not people – they're not interested in being around people. That's right. So that's really not who you're looking for. Um, you got to kind of find somebody in there that, as you say, has a shepherd's heart. Tell us what you're thinking about on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, ministry experience, training, and education is not always necessary. It's mm-hmm. definitely helpful. But um, a shepherd's heart or kind of the desire to foster a shepherd's heart. So um, to, to kind of come up alongside the pastor even, you know, if you come in there, um, you know, and you kind of start to bond or connect with the lead pastor of the church mm-hmm. um, and develop his heart for his flock um, and be willing to see through the eyes of the good shepherd himself. This is all first and foremost before anything else. Um, you should always just have that willingness and that desire to be relational with people. Well, and what you want them to do is care for others getting closer to God. Exactly. And use social media, use their strengths in social media Mm -hmm. abilities to help the church use that to draw people closer to God. So they really have to have a relationship with God, a relationship with the leadership in the local church, Mm -hmm. and they have to care enough about wanting people to be plugged into that. Right. It's not a, I don't care if you like this or not, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, I don't care, you know, who you are. It's a, I do care. And yeah, I really, do, if, I really if, do want to care about the people that I'm reaching with my social media. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're not behind that, if you're not behind a love for, for Christ and his church um, and for people, then everything else goes out the window. There, there's mm-hmm. not even any mm-hmm. point in any of this other stuff in this right. list. <laughs> right. Right. So number two, you put experience and skill with software and tech. Yep. So there's a number of these that are. Uh, important and some of them that you could learn later. Sure. Um, yep. But in the, in the really need to have, what would you say are on the top of your list of need to have? Yeah, this is just kind of a list of stuff that I just decided to throw together. It is in no way what you have to have or should have. Um, yeah, and we'll just say that we have no sponsors for this podcast, so none of these people <laughs> whose names, none of these companies whose names we're going to call are paying us a single none dime. None of them are paying us at all to say this. In fact, this. they might pay us to not. Exactly, because <laughs> to these, not are, these are just the tools that we have either used in the past or are currently using mm-hmm. to do some of the things we do media-wise here at Northside, where you pastor and where I help you. Um, so whether it's website design or whatever, uh, WordPress is usually something pretty simple that you can start basic. with and learn. Good basic. Yeah, real good, real basic. You can learn that um, or have somebody, you know, kind of teach you and train you on it. Um, we've obviously left WordPress behind several years ago and we went over to um, Clover Sites, which was great for us. Is Clover um, a faith based? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're specifically for churches, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Specifically for yeah, churches. I remember that when we signed up with them. Oh, yeah. And, um, of course, then you've got more like you've got designs programs like a, the Adobe Suite. Um, you know, I, I use the Affinity Suite. So this is going to be like your photo editing software, your graphic design software. Um, but then you're going to, you know, have the stuff that's more simple to use for design like Canva, um, which I love and use on a regular basis and is very user friendly, very simple to learn. Um, and if you need any help with that, you know, reach out to me. I can easily set up a training session, even a Zoom training session on Canva. Um, some of the basics of stuff like PowerPoint, um, 
Now, eventually, if your church phases out of using a presenter software, um, you know, because you know, PowerPoint's good, it's free and it's easy to learn. But if you eventually want to graduate to something like a pro presenter or a media shout or faith life's software that's become real popular called Proclaim, um, all of that stuff is great if you eventually want to go to it and learn it. Now, some of it you'll have to pay for. It's, mm-hmm. you know, annual subscription kind of stuff. So be mindful of that and budget for it and all that. Um, silent partner Mike on our show uses uh, Hit Film Pro, I believe is the name of it, um, for a lot of his video editing. So you got stuff like that. And I'll just say any good comms minister or pastor or techie will always stay up to speed on the latest software. Yeah, so that, just make sure that's Hit Film, not Hit Yes. Hit Film Pro. Hit Film hit Pro, Pro, not Hit Man. Just making sure. Sound partner. Making sure Sound partner's not doing something and behind the scenes we didn't want to know about. Yeah. Yeah. He's not He's not doing any of that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, hit and, Film Pro. And always be willing to bring up, um, since, since you're the one as the comms guy who's tracking all this, always be willing to bring up any potential and necessary upgrades at a staff meeting if you feel like it's it's time to upgrade. Very good. Very good. So we also want you to have number three, public relations and marketing skills or abilities yep yes so this is the people person part of it this is the people person part of it don't Um, be (laughs) be a pain in the batusis is that what i should have titled this that would be good okay I'll I'll come to you for the rewording. You can't be grouchy Grinch to to Mm. run your public relations. Not not if you are working in the church comms world. Right. It is more and more necessary, especially in today's world full of messaging. You need somebody who can make the identity, and I'm going to use the word. I know that drives you crazy sometimes, or the what's otherwise known as the brand of your church, attractive and appealing in the digital world. Yes. And the print world, and even outside the walls of the church. I've begun to learn what all that means. With things like car decals and T-shirts and social media and websites and all that, a good comms pastor will think along those lines um, because he realizes, hey, out in public or on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter or when that car goes by or when that T-shirt goes by and -and so-and-so sees that logo of our church – they need to associate it with a certain kind of thought. Hey, the last time I was there, I had a great time. Or, you know, my friend told me about that church with that lighthouse thing or that they went there that Sunday. And that's that's that church. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to look that up. You know, what was that? North, Northsidemobile.org. Mm-hmm. They, they see that web address go by. It's all about the visibility in the community. So you want to make sure that you're you're marketing that as well as you can. And you got a real positive And it's got a positive feel to, all feel that. to it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then. Uh, number four, you say you need to have a good eye for design and detail. Yep. Something I obviously don't have. <laughs> and, the, and the positive thing that you just mentioned leads into this. Right. So even if you're a communications minister who's not skilled in graphic art or design, you should still be able to at least recognize good design when you see it. Um, so you might not be able to do it yourself um, on the computer or by hand, but you should be able to recognize good design and bad design and know the difference between the two. Um, if you're the comms guy or girl at your church and you're going to be responsible for, let's say, putting together the weekly on-screen worship media and sermon media for your church or making social media graphics, you should be up to speed on the latest trends and the programs to make those things. Yeah, I like that. And I, and I would say... Um, and I've seen you do this a bunch. 
um, it, it take your design for especially bigger things that you're trying to do. Um, I know you've been helping a church, a couple of churches design logos recently. Yep. Um, but even even just a graphic that you may, it's going to be for all of the Christmas season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Run that by other people. Yes. Don't just let your eyes be the only That's ones right. that see it and like it because somebody may go, did you mean to spell that with an R? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or 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 yeah. did did you mean to clash those two colors that way? Right, right. And and as the graphic design guy, even if you have a good eye for design, sometimes there's something in a little corner or a little area of your graphic that looks terrible, yeah. and you've been so focused on another part that it goes right by. Find a couple of real honest friends that'll yes. give you feedback. Maybe, yes. maybe four or five in the church world, yep. and uh, Josh will be one of those. Um, <laughs> I'll be happy. He'll be happy to be critical. Um, and and just get, get feedback. Get good feedback. Absolutely. You can always run it by a couple of your church members if you want to, um, but it's always good to, to run it by other people. So yes. number five, they need to have a burning excitement about the vision and mission of the church. This is that part about we're loving the church again. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So th- this is where they should really be. You, you didn't know, just say excitement. You said a burning excitement. Burning excitement. Yeah. Yep. They should be excited and passionate about where the church is going. If the communications minister doesn't even care about or believe, I mean, just think about this. If you had a comms guy, I mean, take me out of the picture for a minute. If it was just some somebody on staff who couldn't care less about the vision for Northside and where you as the lead pastor and you, and in your, obviously you're leading from God believe that this church should go. If that person did not even care about any of that. Yeah. If they're just a nerd having fun with their computer. Yeah. Or if gra- they're just doing it, graphic or, design. Yeah. Or if they're just, you know, like just putting it all off like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I don't care about your stupid church. I'm just trying to make you a nice yeah. graphic. Is yeah, this I'm, graphic what you want? Yeah, I'm just trying to, to do <laughs> this whole thing. You just want you this know, graphic, here's your logo. Yeah, yeah, if he doesn't even care, first of all, you don't even want that person on your staff. And secondly, that person, if he's not passionate about the vision and the direction of the church, he's not going to put all of his creative effort and potential into the digital design, the marketing aspects all of that stuff, and you're most likely going to end up with really boring, really lifeless, really uninspiring messages um, and messaging on your own, especially on your digital platforms. So, all of this communication stuff at the church, from print to digital, should really reflect the passion and the energy that your church has for reaching the lost with the gospel and for the vision and the goals and strategies of your church. Visitors to your church are never going to get on board with your mission if the excitement for the mission itself is nowhere to be found. Like if they come to your church and they, they're they literally just they've met everybody and they're looking around and they're going, man, nobody here is even excited about what mm-hmm. what they say they're mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. They all just seem bored with it. Like they can't wait to get out of here. You know, I mean, I mean, who would want to go to that no, church? Nobody, you know, nobody. It's the job of the communications minister or pastor, which is a ministry position to try to exhibit visually that excitement level, the mm-hmm. energy that the pastor has told him, hey, I'm really excited about this, you know, this vision I've got for the summer where we're going to reach this neighborhood with the gospel. And I need you to communicate that with with a, a 
you know, I need you to brand that outreach we're going to do in three months. Okay. So, so the uh, CEO of 614 is going to ask the communications director of 614. Oh, no, here it comes. Um, to let's, let's create a future podcast coming up in probably January. Um, let's create one where you actually give good details on how to create the energy and passion on that website so that it feels energetic. It feels, Oh yeah. You, if I think back through all the comms episodes we've done up to mm-hmm. this point, you've, yep. you've peppered many of them with that. Right. The stories from our church family when they yep. tell a story and you post it. The, oh, yeah. Um, the ways you create some of your graphics around some of our – the way the way our silent partner – others we do a little video every now and then. Yep. There's ways to make that very exciting and energetic yep. um, that, that aren't overwhelming. They're, they take a little time. And the, and so, the other, the other so, word you're looking for in there mm-hmm. that I want to give you is inspired. Inspiring. inspiring. Good. How how do we make our digital media so coming inspiring? in January? Coming up in January. You just you just thought of that all on your own there. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. That's, that's coming good. up. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, especially at the end of a long month Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so coming up in January, we're going to do a comms episode where Josh is going to give you a bunch of tips on how he does that, how he keeps ours fresh, and um, how you can do the same thing. So um, you also say number six, they should have experience and skills. With social media platforms, pretty yep. common sense here that they need to yep. be able to know how to run uh, Facebook yeah. and don't have their header, the picture on the top mm-hmm. of Facebook not cut off where everybody's – I love those when you go to some guy's <laughs> Facebook page and their whole family's there, but it's literally from their neck down. Yeah, right? exactly. So, and which, did you know when you posted that picture in there and, and turned it over to Facebook, they cut all your heads off? Did you yep. know that? Yeah, I want to edit that. I had no the idea right, that that was going to happen. Edit that in the right size. So, so yeah, but you don't want your you want him to have be fluent with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, pretty much, and and then keep up with other stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is just real basic mm-hmm. and quick. So it's very similar to number two, where you want to have experience with tech, but this is still worth differentiating. Any good comms pastor is going to be fluent with the social media platforms. Right. Um, but stay up on the trends and all. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, he needs to be on the main ones and make sure your church is on the main ones, and then he needs to have knowledge of other potential options that your church may need to go to in the future, should they trend that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so stay on top of that and keep an eye out for for what's emerging, what's popular. If your um, if your youth group starts talking about, you know, hey, we're loving this new thing that just came out, you know, and. You know, you're probably going to be like, wow, I heard about that in the news. You know, there's this new platform called blah, 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 and Mm -hmm. we're all using it. And it's mostly only teens on it. You might get your youth pastor on that. Mm -hmm. You know, figure that out. You know, put your heads together and figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, and then number seven, be sure you have excellent written and oral communication abilities. Um, Excellent being, um, I would say, uh, excellent in your opinion. Above average? Above average. I think my speech is most of the time Southern excellent. Southern excellent. I do get corrected a lot in my home. We have coined a new phrase. That's right. Southern excellent. I do get corrected corrected in my home a lot by my wife and my son. But you are saying they should have good communication skills. We could do a whole separate podcast Really good spelling. Really good spelling. (laughs) Right. Uh, Really good ability to make a sentence. Yeah. uh, A complete sentence that makes sense and all that good stuff. Right. Yeah. You should just, I mean, this is just, again, 
it's common sense, but you should, if you're going to be in the communications arena, especially if you're going to be at a communications pastoral level, minister well, as a church, you're looking for this guy. Right. You're right. Looking, you're looking yeah. for somebody that can, yeah. Is a good writer. Yeah. You need, he he's needs creative. To, he's needs to be able to be a creative in his writing, but mm-hmm. also encouraging and inspiring in his writing when necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to need to be able to be relevant and understandable when he's writing or speaking, um, I mean, even it's really a bonus if he can be humorous when he needs to be. Right. Um, so don't, you know, and, and another note, you know, if you're going to be in the communications world, don't be intimidated by public speaking. Um, you should kind of be ready at a moment's notice if the lead pastor asks you to address the church on a particular thing. Um, it's okay to be nervous about public speaking. Right. Um, I mean, there's pastors that are nervous about public speaking. Every single Sunday. So, you know, I mean, it's not even my favorite thing, and I have a communications degree. So when I get in front of a room full of pastors, I'm that guy going, I don't even deserve to talk in front of these guys. These guys have got so much more ministry experience than me. What, what, what am I, who am I to just stand up here and get to talk to a room full of pastors about communications or church media or how to reach your community better with this stuff that I supposedly have knowledge about? Mm. I mean, who am I? Right. But it's okay to be nervous about that. Use your skills and abilities that God gave you anyway, and he'll, he'll take care of you. He'll carry you through that. That's right. Just take it one step at a time, one, one meeting at a time. So, and then lastly, you say, Back to the people skills. Um, they need to have good people skills and a willingness to assign responsibilities. Basically, delegate. Yep. When it's time to delegate, you got to be able to delegate. Oh yeah. If you're not a, if you're not a one man show, um, which you know a lot of guys are, but if you're not, and you have been blessed to have a team of uh, techies or volunteers on your staff, then be able to kind of dole out responsibilities accordingly based on the skills and talents of each individual as you get to know them, um, what they can and can't do, what they're comfortable doing and not comfortable doing. Sometimes as the communications minister, it's natural for us to kind of fall into this mindset of this stuff is all mine and I can make it look however I want. I want it to look how I want it to look. But this is actually dangerous because then it can start to breed kind of a selfish, possessive mindset. Uh, about things that are really God's all along. You know, it's not Northside's Facebook page. It's not Josh's Facebook mm-hmm. page. It's God's at the end of the day. Mm. Um, it's his, he's just letting us use his stuff and his things and all the tech and nice and the nice things we have inside of our building to accomplish his work, to reach more people for the lost and to further the kingdom work that we were called to do in the first place. So yeah, and let's just pause there and say every minister on your staff, youth minister, children's minister, paid or not paid volunteer, youth minister, volunteer, children's minister, volunteer, nursery worker, volunteer, secretary, paid secretary. It doesn't matter. Matter that, but, Whenever We're going to let you edit that. Mm-hmm. Good. Ready to go? All right. So let me just interrupt you right there and say this really applies to all ministers at your church, oh, volunteer yeah. or paid. If they're paid staff, if they're volunteer staff, it applies to all of them. Sorry about that. And we need to think through Every minister should be trained that's serving at your church that they don't own 
that ministry. They don't own the concepts of it. They oh, don't yeah, own the for sure the equipment. Exactly, it's all God exactly. stuff. And uh, if they've donated or contributed a part of their own life and soul and blood into it, that's great. Sure, but donate it. Yes, don't hang on to that's it. That's right. And <laughs> and don't do the. It's all mine. You know, I and can do whatever it, I want. It's so to. natural and so easy to want to do that sometimes because our hum- our flesh is gets very invested in the things that we are either passionate about or that we've put so much sweat equity well, the, into. Yeah, the creative yeah. process yeah. itself draws yeah. you into that place yep. where you go, I have a little power possession. Yeah, here. yeah, exactly. But when it belongs to the kingdom of God, leave it at the kingdom of God. Leave it there. Teacher, That's right. Teacher, volunteer workers, and your paid workers, whether they're secretaries or uh, children's directors, children's helpers, um, nursery workers, uh, hosting people, whoever they are, you teach them yep. that this is God's stuff, not your stuff. Exactly. And this is God's design, not your design. Yeah. He He enlightened you to all of this. So we're going to we're going to take our hands off of it and not be very possessive about it. That's right. So, And I'll say just on this last note about assigning uh, responsibilities and stuff, it's just a normal part of leadership. And if you're looking for a good communications minister at your church, um, he or she is going to be learning how to, you know to give tasks and responsibilities out. It needs to be able to know how much certain people can handle, especially in the church world where you're most likely going to be working with a lot of volunteers. Right. Um, you know, your team is usually going to be volunteer people, so you might have somebody on your team who's got a crazy job, or you've got that college student juggling a full class of you know. And hey, I'm only available on these Sundays or Wednesdays, and you know you got to work around all that. So um, you know, be be sensitive to what they're dealing with in their world outside of the church. Um, you know, and when you're assigning responsibilities to them, um, for the tech team, you know, you'll be able to say, Hey, I know you can handle this and this, but so-and-so can't be here on this day. And, you know, we know that we get some coverage from, you know, this person. And right. All that, so. Right. So again, they're having to work within the team. Exactly. Good team exactly. player. That's really what you're saying. Yep. Uh, and learning. Yep. They have a learning curve and good people skills. They're great so the people big skills. Picture, yeah. The big picture is when you're getting ready to hire a, somebody to help run your social media and all your communication communication stuff, you don't just need a nerd. That's you need right. A nerd with people skills. <laughs> yeah. So you need, just because they're real good with computers. You need somebody who is, and this is the overarching point of this they entire have a heart for God. This entire episode is you need somebody who has a heart for God and is ministry minded for the local church. They love the, they local, love church. the local church. You do not need somebody who is just coming in there because they are tech savvy or tech passionate. They wow you with their skills. Yeah, but not just the tech savvy or the tech passionate. You need somebody with a heart for God and a heart for the local church and the people in that church. It's good. It's awesome. Good, 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 good podcast. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. We hope you found all the content and dialogue in this episode insightful and inspiring as always. My name is Josh. That's my dad, Stan. Silent partner Mike is here, and we will catch you guys next time. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks for listening.